This is James Heredia, and you're listening to the Euchre Media Podcast. Hello, Euchre Media family. Vladimir Pragnevsky here, and welcome to episode number 74 of the Euchre Media Podcast, where I serve a Euchre Media family with daily interviews from highly creative people. And speaking of creative people, today's guest is James Heredia. He's an art director and motion designer living in Portland, Oregon. But before I play my interview with James, I want to take a second to thank our sponsor, ActionVFX.com. They have over 20 2,500 elements of professionally shot VFX stock footage captured on the latest RED cameras from explosions, fire, water, smoke, gun effects, debris, particles, weather, blood, and gore. They have your assets covered. Save on render time with real elements. No more simulation. Go to actionvfx.com. Again, go to actionvfx.com. And now here's my conversation with James Heredia. Enjoy. James, welcome to the show and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Hey, Omi, thank you for having me. Uh, My pleasure, man. Share something. I grew up in Bolivia and partially in Miami, kind of went a lot back and forth. How old were you when you lived in Bolivia? Oh, let's see. I started going there when I was six and then I kind of came back when I was like around 10 or 11 and I spent a lot of my summers either in South America or in Miami, which is where I'm from. So I'm going to put you on the spot. So what's the big difference between Bolivia and the United States? Uh, pop culture. Uh, Bolivia's pop culture. Kinda, yeah, the Bolivian pop culture. They kind of reference a lot of Hollywood in, in a very skewed manner. And a lot of the stuff is kind of like a year delayed. So things that I've been listening <laughs> to in Bolivia is like 10 times or like no one is listening to in the States. Uh, <laughs> so I was always the lame kid in school that was like playing with outdated <laughs> stuff. So you know, it's interesting because I I grew up in Kiev, Ukraine, and I remember moving to the United States at age twelve and two thousand. I remember I grew up watching Alf and uh, Boy Meets World <laughs> oh <my laughs> of God. all things. And when I got here, people were like, "What's that? Like that was so yesterday." <laughs> yeah. So that, I can relate to that. No, definitely. Now let's uh, let's start at the very beginning, man. How did you get started in your field? You know, I want to say flash because I was kind of taught that in college for a little bit and I kind of picked it up when I was a kid, but I really didn't didn't do anything with it. I really started in PowerPoint in kind of grade school, <laughs> which, is, nice. which is really ridiculous. Um, but, you know, the, the floppy disk days, you know. Um, oh, just, my gosh. Just, yeah. <laughs> most, most of our listeners probably don't even remember. No, is, uh, I make presentations for a class and then you know, PowerPoint had like the ability to animate the text and stuff and you could add sounds to it. And so because I loved animating the text coming from the bottom of the screen or whatever, I just throw that onto the entire paragraph and then make my classmates, you know, wait for the entire thing to animate on. I was not having <laughs> the best time, but everyone else hated it. That's pretty cool. So that was your start. Now, what was your first paid job in your creative field? I, I did like a, a quick logo animation for my mom's friend. How did that go? <laughs> really, really terribly. Um, <laughs> she was she wanted it for MySpace, and I was like, you know, it's not necessarily like <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'll buy you lunch, and so wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I guess that would be my first thing. Back in the MySpace days, man. Wow. Do, do people even have is is MySpace even out there? Like, do people have accounts you know, with MySpace? I, I can't, no, I kind of lost track of it. I know that Joseph <laughs> Mark, the agency in in Australia, redid the site, and it was pretty it was pretty dope for a bit. And then I kind of it kind of fell off the face of the planet. I think I don't know. Maybe we'll have a, a comeback one of these days. You know. Yeah. Well, things usually come back, so who knows? Maybe MySpace is sure. a good thing. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I totally, I totally hear that. It could, there's, there's bound to be a next, a next thing coming up on the horizon. For sure. Now let's transition to a uh, dark moment in your creative journey, James. I want you to tell us the story of your worst moment in your creative journey. So take it away, man. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty young, man. I'm, I'm 27, so I've only been in this for like about six years. If school doesn't count. <laughs> I, I guess it would be like leaving my first job. You know, I, I was kind of uh, I, I was kind of forced into freelance. The place I was the place I was at was kind of becoming this really weird spot where the team was constantly trying to like prove themselves in a. It was just a very political. It was kind of like a political move inside of a massive agency. So a lot of people bounce, and you know, I was part of that crew, and so you know, it was a really dark time because you know I had to stay afloat. So I did everything I could to kind of just like kickstart the freelance career. How did that go? You know, I kind of gave up the first month and I went on a really big <laughs> trip with my parents. I went back home to like visit my grandparents and stuff back to Bolivia. Oh, and wow. then the, the entire month I just spent emailing everyone in town because, uh, you know, Portland's a relatively small town. And so at least five years ago, was, I feel like it was still a relatively small town. So there was a, a, you know, maybe like a handful of places that I really wanted to work at. And now it's like quadrupled that. Um, so it's been insane to kind of see that trajectory. So how long did it take you to actually get some responses that were uh, promising for you? You know, I'd say, um, you know, a good three months, four months. I got my real, like I got, I got a couple of jobs like right off the bat because I, I've been accruing a bunch of work from where, from where I was working at, thankfully. And, but I was also in this really weird, uh, moment in my career where I was kind of like not necessarily thrilled with the, the direction of motion graphics at that time. It was all like cell animation and, and very like, you know, cookie cutter, copy paste sort of stuff that everyone's doing. So I was like trying to figure out a way to kind of leverage my other skill sets and just kind of things that I was interested in. I, I definitely, you know, I appreciate that kind of work. I just, I personally can't do it. So and I, I, I just, I never really tried to do it either. And so I, I just kind of started leaning on what I was really good at. And that was like writing and, and, and photo. And so I started trying to get jobs in that as well. Now, I'm curious, like knowing what you know today, what advice would you give to someone who is, let's say has a full-time job and as a motion graphics artist and they're trying to transition to freelance world? Like, what would you tell that person? What would first, what should mm. their first step be? The biggest thing that I, the biggest thing that that showed, like a like a real like a change was just the fact that I, I I physically said I was like I'm a freelancer, you know, because part of me at that moment in time was like, all right, cool, should I look for another full time gig or should I like try to freelance for a bit, you know? And because I was like in this in this like limbo, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I honestly think like just because you're in this discipline of motion graphics, it doesn't, it shouldn't, you shouldn't limit yourself to just your discipline. Freelance means that you could do essentially anything that you're interested in. And so like I was saying, like, you know, I took on photo opportunities, saying yes to a lot of things, doing free work was really important. And, you know, people typically like shame on that, but I got a lot of good gigs out of that because, you know, it, it, it kind of makes this ripple effect, you know, like, like, yeah, you you know, like I'm going to do my homies website design or help them with it. And then next thing you know, like someone's like asking me like, Hey, I saw what you did. So, you, you know, it kind of, the world, the world, it's a full circle, you know, like you kind of just got to get your stuff out there. 
No, it's interesting how you said that free work is something that people don't really encourage, but it's true. You reap what you sow, and sometimes you, you need to get some sowing going, you know, especially if you're jumping out. You need to do some free work. I remember, I forget, uh, it was uh, Ray, uh, Jay Ratliff, there's a guy on the show, and he said that like for many, many years, he volunteered, he would like volunteer his time for a radio talk show, talking about like some something that he was interested in, but he wasn't getting paid for it. And then years later, because he built so many contacts in the radio industry, Mm-hmm. Years later, when he built his business, then all these uh, people in the radio world that reached out to him was like, hey, you're now in this space. I'm, I want to help you out. Like, hey, how about you hop on my show? And anyway, so something that people made fun of for many years saying, hey, dude, you're giving away your time for nothing. Mm-hmm. Paid off big, big time. This guy is a millionaire now. So, yeah, you, you definitely need to get some sewing going early on in, in the freelance world. Sometimes you just got to, you know. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a large portion of it is literally just changing your titles everywhere on your inter- internet profiles, just saying that you're a freelancer. Like the minute, believe it or not, I know that like some people will castrate me for this, um, but <laughs> they'll, uh, LinkedIn has been insanely helpful. Interesting. Like just like changing my title to freelance motion designer or filmmaker or anything kind of just gets that word out there and people are constantly looking for work. So it's kind of just like this, if it feels like you're, you're throwing your name into a hole and never seeing work again, but you know, I wouldn't, I would never reached out to anyone directly on LinkedIn, but definitely just putting yourself out there and then making sure that your site is visible somehow, uh, through their, their profile. No, that's and that's advice. actually, yeah, that's actually how I got the LinkedIn gig later down the road that I did. Wow. So it was <laughs> really funny. Cool. Man, that's awesome. Now, James, let's shift gears and talk about your best moment in your creative journey. So this is your opportunity to to brag, man. Take it away. <laughs> I think like seeing seeing uh, business expenses in a, in a di- seeing expenses in a different lens. You know, like when I was a freelancer, and when I was just kind of like penny pinching, essentially. You know, I started saying no to a lot of things like expenses. So kind of seeing it like, okay, this is going to better my career. I should totally make this expense. Seeing in that sort of lens, I think it's important to kind of think that way. Like, for instance, I've started attending a lot of conferences and and just like meeting people and, and seeing the same people over and over and making friends with them, you know, or following up and then just finding common ground. You know, I, you know, I met I met Jake Sargent, a really good friend of mine now that I, I shoot photographs and I go travel with simply because he shoots photos and I shoot photos and, and we, we just geeked out on film. <laughs> and, and and he's local, you know, and I was like, yo, let's, let's hang out. You know, he's a really private man, so you kind of have to pry it out of him. But, you know, <laughs> just realizing that they're human and they need to eat too, <laughs> you know, and just in, inviting them out and just telling them like, hey, I'll buy you coffee. Come out. Let's go. No, that's, uh, that's great advice. You know, and that's something, especially like freelancers, it's, it's, uh, I mean, you got to have a, a set aside some money, some budget for those kinds of things. And like masterminds too. I'm thinking about actually joining a mastermind of people that are in similar industries, people that uh, are high achievers, you know, you can join. I remember I was, used to be a part of this like business networking group where I actually had to pay for my spot to be there, but it gave me so many leads and so many opportunities that otherwise I wouldn't. So yeah, I definitely agree that you got to put some money aside for those kinds of things. Now, James, let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor and we'll be right back with more questions. 
This episode is brought to you by our friends from ActionVFX.com. They provide the best stock footage elements for professional visual effects, from explosions, fire and smoke, muzzle flashes and bullet shells, and gun effects to debris and particles. They have your assets covered. Available in 4K, 100% royalty free. They also have over 250 free VFX elements for you to download. Stuff like free fire sound effects, spell hits, bullet shells, blood mist, bullet hole textures, dust waves, water sound effects, explosion sound, and the list goes on and on. If that's not enough, then check out their tutorials and blogs. ActionVFX.com is a great online resource. Save on render time with real elements, no more simulations. Go to ActionVFX.com. Again, go to ActionVFX.com. And now back to the interview. All right, we're back from the break. James, I have like a total of six questions for you. The first question is, how do you overcome creative blocks? Man, um, I stop what I'm doing and I get off the computer. I, I take a, <laughs> I, it's, it's, it sounds terrible to say, but I take, because if I'm dead in, dead in like the deadline, deadline scraping up, I, I typically just let go of everything I'm doing and I go on a little road trip and I think about nice. it in the car, put on the music, put on like an album I love or something and then just coast for a little bit and then go back to it or, or go like, you know, I skate. So like I go skate and then I kind of like wear my body out and then go to sleep and then wake up. I try not to look at internet resources a lot because then typically I'm like using their references like derivatively. And that's, that's hard, man. It's yeah. uh, it's so tempting to go online and to look for sources, but yeah, it's uh this was a tough one. Like that's probably like the first thing I do, like work on a project I go on Pinterest and Instagram yeah. and like just, trying to see what people are doing it's it's so it's so easy to do that but uh, you know i try not to like, and also the fact that the pacific northwest is this like big playground like you know like going especially in portland like i'm an hour away from the mountain or the coast so i could easily just take like a, a day trip and like then like hustle when i get back so like you know personal days are important man i think those are things that people need to realize no, it's great advice. Now, if you could give one piece of advice to aspiring motion designers, what would it be? Um, surround yourself with people that are 10 times better than you. Um, <laughs> there you go. Bug them to like, you know, like work together and also intermingle with people that are outside of your discipline. So you kind of see things in a different perspective. So you're not necessarily thinking like in the same sort of like spectrum and get off the computer, make things with your hands and then, you know, then scan it in and then screw it up and, you know, make, make things, you know. <laughs> no, no. How do you balance work and personal life? I'm curious. I drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Water, right? <laughs> yes. I'm kidding. Um, I, I, you know, it's, it's a, it's a fine balance. You know, I think, you know, taking road trips, like I was saying, and then, I listen to music a lot. So just those personal days are, are really important and kind of, you know, I, I have a watch and I have a calendar and those are like my two heavily used things for everything. I time myself out for everything I do that, that has work related stuff. You know, like I always have an eye on the, on the time and I always make sure that if it's important and I need to do this and I throw it on the calendar, I just need all these like little push notifications to kind of like remind me that I need to do something. And it's, it's kind of sad to say that because we've become so <laughs> dependent on things to kind of remind us to do stuff. But, yeah, you know, I'm, in the same boat. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm kind of a space cadet in, in some ways, you know, like I, I have to kind of have someone to ground me, you know, and bring me back to Earth <laughs> like Major Tom. <laughs> now, is it the calendar you're talking about? Like is it more like the uh, phone calendar or is it like a physical 
I yeah, actually, I calendar. just, I use, I use the Google calendar and I just throw it everywhere. <laughs> live, live by the calendar. Hey, I don't blame you. I'm the same way. If it's not on the calendar, dude, it's not going to get done. That's the way yeah. I see it. Yeah. You got to make time for friends too. And you got to be proactive about reaching out to friends because, you know, they're also, they're also busy and you're busy, you know, but one of my biggest pet peeves is just like when people say they don't have enough time and I'm just like, dude, like I'm making time for you make time for me. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, for sure. And me and my wife, you know, if we don't schedule time in for dates and even like mm -hmm. every week, me and my wife, like we have two kids, I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old. And every week we schedule time where, you know, like first week I'll be with my youngest and she'll be with my oldest. Like they go somewhere, I go somewhere. We schedule it literally like on the calendar. I schedule my personal day, like out of the week, just one day. And she has her personal day. So if you don't balance yourself out that way, I mean, it's not perfect, but it's working for us right now. Uh, but that's definitely, if it's not on the calendar, dude, it's never going to happen. It's going to be in the future, you know? <laughs> For sure. Exactly. Now, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Man, um, you know, I want to, like, I've been, I've been looking, you know, back to that early, early thing I said about, you know, being a, being a freelancer and finding things outside of your discipline. I, I like constructing skate parks. I've done that for a bit here in town. That's pretty cool. Wow. I went out to Jacksonville to help build a skate park at Kona, this like big skate park in Florida. I think but, I was there. Is it uh, like, uh, oh my gosh, I think I was uh, in Jacksonville just a few months ago and I was at this big yeah, skate legendary park. park. Big legendary park. So you, you uh, contributed to that? Like you designed it? I helped with the initial design. Yeah, I helped with the blueprints. You know, because when you're a motion designer, you're you gotta try to find ways to kind of it's easier it's easier said with video it's easier said with with, with you know with motion it's just more engaging and so like whenever someone says something in a meeting i'm like oh this would look really cool animated and then i sometimes i do it and i show them and they're like oh my gosh you formulated my idea from paper <laughs> you know and so yeah that was actually a really weird job because i got Dude, it just it's because, crazy yeah but then i really want to work on a on a boat and like help on a, on a fishing boat and I would love to fly <laughs> one day. <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of things that I want to do and maybe one day I'll do them. Hey, so, you're still we'll, young. We'll the yeah. future's looking bright for you, man. I'm sure. I'm but it's pretty baby. cool that I got to be at the skate park that you uh, That's got awesome. to help with. That's pretty sweet, man. That's pretty. Do you skate? I mean, what are the odds? No, I don't. But we there was a kid's playground right next to it. And my kids, like, just the whole time they didn't even play in the playground. They just watched awesome. the skaters. And so now thinking about it, like, wow, I got to walk over it. And so you got to work on, on that project. That's pretty sweet, man. What are, what are the odds? You know, something like that happening. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. <sighs> um, yeah, I, I like to have things that are hand. I like having things handy whenever I need them. Like um, I've like transitioned from my, like I used to have a server with everything on it then I would have to physically be at home to like access the server, which sucked. Dropbox has been insanely helpful. Just having, having, you know, files handy, for instance, like someone's like, yo man, I love that photo you had. Like, can you show it? Like show me or like, you know, I want to post it for, or something, you know, I'm like, Oh, here you go. Link sent it, you know, done. It's all available online. It's really nice. And then just having stuff, having a little like, I love having a little notebook to write in always. And I always like bringing notebooks into like meetings and stuff. It just makes me look like I'm actually doing something. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I just, I just like having things to write on. It's, it's, it's just fun. 
You know, I'm the same way. Like, especially when I'm stressed out, I just go to a room, like turn all the technology off, get a pen and paper and kind of like solve the problem like a math equation. Just write mm-hmm. down like what's bothering me. And then just like, why is it bothering me? And just like literally answer that question. Just yeah. with pen and paper, it's kind of like solve your own problem. Yeah. There's something about pen and paper just like calms me down. For sure. I don't know. I also now, think, um, sorry, one, one more thing I, I just realized. Um, yeah. I, talk to, I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> no, nah, man. As long, as long as you don't answer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I just say things out loud. And then when I hear that, I'm like, oh, that sounds like a, that, that sounds terrible. I should totally revisit that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, dude. What's my wife says? Uh, she she sometimes does that. She's like, I can't find more intelligent person than myself, so I keep talking. <laughs> 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 no, but I talk to myself a lot too. Like especially when I'm nervous, I hype myself up. Like I tell myself, "Lad, you can do this. This is <laughs> this is you, you know, this is all you. You can do this, man." So I I uh, I encourage myself with words, man. So yeah, that's. There's nothing wrong with that, man. No, no, no. I, I think it's great. <laughs> like I said, as long as you don't answer yourself. I'm uh, just kidding. You can't answer yourself. <laughs> now, where do you get your inspiration from? Um, my peers, man. I get my inspiration from my peers. I, I just took on a full-time job and everyone around me is insanely talented and just, you know, popping over to their desk and asking like, yo, what are you doing? Show me, show me your, your, what you're good at, you know, like, what are you passionate about? Also, also, um, grabbing, grabbing like a a drink with them after work or just like catching like a one-on-one with them just to know what they're passionate about is super helpful because not everyone that works any everywhere, you know, are doing what they want to do, you know? And and so they know that they have that like little secret life and, and, you know, it's just really interesting when you, you find out that they have something in common and you know, you find common ground and then you, you try to get together and, and just make something happen. You know, you never know. So definitely my peers. So I appreciate having a good network of people to kind of, you know, talk to. I love that. Now recommend an internet resource that you find helpful in your work or personal life. I I recommend the New York times. You should totally be (laughs) in, in the know of everything that is happening in the world or, you know, just to have a news outlet. Um, stop, you know, like I love motionographer and stuff, but like life is a bigger thing and it shouldn't just necessarily revolve around your discipline. There's other things that need to, you know, need to be shed light on and just being aware, being present, I think is important. Now, how can people get in touch with you? This is absolutely the last question. I'm really good at actually answering on Instagram. So if you guys want to hit me up, that'd be great. I'm also really good at emailing. I have everything on the calendar, so. If you just want to like have a one-on-one, I'll throw it there. Sounds good. Well, James, listen, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on and for the consideration. All right. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with James Heredia. James, thank you so much for your time. And as always, all the links and resources mentioned in this episode are also available on our website at euchromedia.com slash 74. And make sure to check out actionvfx.com. Remember, they have your assets covered. Over 2,500 elements of professionally shot VFX stock footage captured on the latest red cameras. From explosions, fire, water, smoke, gun effects, debris, particles, weather, blood, and gore, go to actionvfx.com. 
actionvfx.com. Again, go to actionvfx.com. And lastly, don't forget to join our online mentoring group on Facebook. Simply go to ukramedia.com slash community. We have well over 3,000 people in this group. It is a great online resource for those of you who are trying to grow, and it's absolutely free. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey of this podcast. I appreciate you, and I look forward to serving you in the next episode of the Ukramedia Media Podcast. Bye-bye.